This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, May 10th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Whether or not Pakistan should have known that Osama bin Laden was a few miles from a Pakistani urban area, it's time the United States wised up about this feckless ally. Malou Innocent, foreign policy analyst at the Cato Institute, says it's time for the U.S. to reevaluate its relationship with Pakistan. Pakistan has been helpful at times and unhelpful at times. In terms of being helpful, they've offered a great deal of counterintelligence assistance and intelligence sharing that led to the capture of Khalid Shade Mohammed, Ramzi bin al-Sheib, a number of other al-Qaeda operatives, uh, Abu Faraj al-Libi, also uh, leading to the killing of Osama bin Laden. So Pakistan has been helpful in that limited realm. In terms of counterinsurgency for the war in Afghanistan, they've been extremely unhelpful. They continue to assist the various Islamist proxies that pour over the border and kill U.S. and NATO troops. Uh, according to a London School of Economics report from last year, not only is the Inter-Services Intelligence Agency, the ISI, which is Pakistan's spy agency, not only do they fund and assist the Taliban, they're also officially represented on the Militant Movement's Leadership Council. There are also documents obtained from Guantanamo Bay that were obtained by WikiLeaks that show that prison detainees that are associated with the ISI may have provided assistance directly to al-Qaeda. So they've been definitely playing a double game, and we've been allowing this to happen simply because we keep rationalizing why we need to remain in the war in Afghanistan. I think we limit our our measures to counterterrorism rather than counterinsurgency. We can continue to have somewhat cordial or working relations, a transactional relationship with Pakistan. But right now we're essentially over a barrel because we rely on them so heavily for the war in Afghanistan. And what is the, the what are the specific reasons that are cited as we need Pakistan to achieve ABC related to counterinsurgency? Part of it is that we want them to go after the militants that keep pouring over the border. There's a, the border is essentially non-existent between Afghanistan and Pakistan. And in terms of trying to target those militants, they claim that their army is poorly trained, that they don't have enough resources. And to some extent, that is definitely true. But they are also assisting the very insurgents that we're fighting. And in terms of trying to get them to break that policy, I think too many leaders in Washington have led themselves to believe that any amount of persuasion or pressure can get the Pakistanis to budge on those issues. It won't. Um, Pakistan has been assisting some of these groups for over 30 years. Uh, They have uh, a great deal of uh, domestic uh, political support within the country, especially in the tribal areas. And this is sort of why we've seen Pakistan they uh, publicly condemn a lot of the sovereignty violations by the United States because they get a great deal of pressure uh, from domestic public opinion. And in fact, a recent report from The Guardian uh, suggests that 10 years ago, uh, President Bush and President Pervez Musharraf agreed to allow the United States to go after Osama bin Laden in Pakistani territory if the United States had information on where OBL was located. So there's a great deal of duplicity uh, for Pakistan in terms of their assistance to the United States and in terms of their own people. So if this is true, that there, that essentially there was an agreement between the United States and Pakistan uh, on catching Osama bin Laden, then it really just, again, puts the Pakistani leadership in a very untenable position because it continues to weaken their political legitimacy and weaken the very government that we need their support for. We wouldn't have to make a lot of these rationalizations if we weren't so heavily invested in this part of the world with blood, treasure, and, uh, you know, 
many, many, many U.S. soldiers. Part of the reason why Pakistan doesn't want to go after select militant groups is because of the pressure they feel at home. There are a great number of conspiracy theories swirling around Pakistani media and America's presence in the region and the foreign, sort of the, the foreign troop presence in the region is considered a hostile occupation. Uh, they fear the rise of an unfriendly government coming to power in Kabul. Uh, they have had a very sordid political past with Washington. And America's image in this region makes it very difficult for any government to sort of ally with the West. And so they're sort of playing this balancing act. And in terms of sort of shifting uh, the Pakistani calculations uh, in assisting these groups, scaling down the mission in Afghanistan would probably ameliorate a lot of the hostility we have between Washington and Islamabad, simply because the foreign troop presence is very unpopular. Uh, we can definitely narrow down to counterterrorism, as we saw with the recent raid against bin Laden. And we're essentially bleeding ourselves to the point of bankruptcy, just like bin Laden said, by continuing to funnel billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars every year to a land war in Asia. We will have been in Afghanistan for 10 years pretty soon. And though it's not really clear what our mission is, one of the end states the United States clearly wants is a friendly government in that area to uh, shore up our interests uh, in dealing with surrounding countries. There are many reasons people think that we should be in Afghanistan. One is the safe haven argument. It's, I call it the safe haven myth. We know that al-Qaeda had uh, sort of cells in Germany, Spain, Florida, Yemen, Somalia, Pakistan. It could be anywhere, not necessarily in, in sort of these failed states that we seek to rebuild from the bottom up. Another reason why some argue that we should be in Afghanistan is to stabilize neighboring Pakistan. I think it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy because a lot of the military operations in Afghanistan sort of serve to radicalize a lot of the militants in Pakistan. And I think that if we diminish our presence in Afghanistan and narrow it to counterterrorism, we definitely diminish a lot of the traction that militants enjoy within Pakistan. One of the last reasons to be in Afghanistan, that some argue, uh, is to create sort of a U.S.-friendly client regime in Central Asia one that advances U.S. interests against Iran, Pakistan, sort of in the backyard of Russia and China. Uh, but this definitely serves as a, as a threat to Pakistan. Uh, they believe that under Hamid Karzai, we've created an India-friendly client regime. Uh, as we know, Pakistan and India have had uh, horrible relations, three full-scale wars, numerous border skirmishes, an ongoing rivalry over Kashmir. And so because uh, Pakistanis feel that we've put them sort of in a pincer move and sort of a, sort of sandwiched them in against their enemy. They have an incentive to continue assisting the jihadist forces that undermine uh, the very government we seek to, to stabilize in Afghanistan. Uh, I, I think we need to sort of move in the direction, again, of, of narrowing our objectives, scaling down our troop presence, and... If we really sort of want to resolve uh, a lot of the issues in the region, they would have to be resolved diplomatically. It'll be very difficult. We can't really resolve the ongoing rivalry between India and Pakistan or, you know, decrease either country's incentive to use Afghanistan as a proxy battleground. Uh, but until we make that a connection, until we realize that, unfortunately, we'll be in Afghanistan for some time and we'll continue to, to bleed ourselves, unfortunately, economically and militarily. Malou Innocent is a foreign policy analyst at the Cato Institute. You can read more of her work and see her recent TV appearances at Cato.org.